welcome back to a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. I'm Sean Osborne. Bernie, yes. Yes, indeed, Fernie Sanders. What you drinking today? Well, today I was drinking a regular old Stone IPA. Yeah, it's funny. I was just drinking. I was gonna say I, I got a, I got a uh, arrogant bastard myself. Right on, right on. Stone yeah. all the way, uh, and uh, and I'm uh, I'm almost finished with my month of uh, no burning down the house. So uh, I'm looking forward to February when I can uh, partake again. Wait, a month <laughs> of not burning down the house. Yeah, I haven't haven't smoked in uh, for the month of January. I got a sober January oh, cool. coming in that sense. So, very nice. So I got a, nice. I got a month of it. You know, I try to do it. You know, uh, I know Joe Rogan does the sober October, and October is just too cool of a month not to not to partake in. So, so. and it's a it's a hell of a month to to be getting uh, intoxicated too. Yeah, yeah. Why would you pick October just because it rhymes? No, no. I mean January. Gen- yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is a big month in american history has been yeah. extraordinary to say the yeah. least yeah so so also we had the uh fern stop by for the whiskey whirlwind tour on wednesday which was nice so we uh what were we drinking then what was that whiskey it's irish oh, right it's like land fittage 14 year old whiskey yeah that was that was really nice you know uh yeah it was really good and it, it was kind of a chilly night here in, in los angeles so it, it kept us warm with our social distancing. Uh, we had about, we had a good 20 feet between us, I think. At least. No, yeah. no it was uh, ten, between 10 and 15 for sure. Yeah. yeah a, so, well, I guess there's our alcohol talk for the day. I guess we'll take a little break right here and we'll come back with uh, the news about libertarians. Sean here. Thanks for listening to a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. Please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to contact us, our email address is pnlpodcast at gmail. And on Twitter, at pnlpodcast. And on Facebook, a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. Now, back to the show. So we're back. So I've, uh, myself, I've been, uh, kicked off Facebook for the last, uh, for, I got a week ban, uh, myself. So I want to talk a little bit about the deplatforming and those kind of issues. And, uh, what, uh, what's that, what's that rat bastard's name? The CIA, Brennan? John, John Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. John Brennan, what he had to say about us libertarians and, uh, really pisses me off. So yeah, I got kicked off Facebook. Uh, and with zero warnings, uh, you know, keep in mind, I, I have, I have friends that are Trump friends and everything else. And, you know, obviously progressive friends. And I see a lot of people getting warnings in, in posts that are tagged as fake news. And those people are still on there. I'm kicked off. No warnings. Uh, no, uh, no message in my inbox about what I did. Uh, Ron Paul got kicked off a few weeks ago, and they said that was an accident. And now, yesterday, I believe Michael Heist, the 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 head of the or the chair of the Mises Caucus, was banned for life. And I saw the tweet he put out. Nothing offensive about it. So, uh, you know, Fern and I talked about this on Wednesday when he came by about the deplatforming and. Uh, you want you want you want you want to take it from there about like you, you know you were talking about it being the uh, 
it is a private business. So what do you what do you have to say about it, Fern? That that's exactly what it is. For private business, they can decide who they want to have on. There's there's no First Amendment issue whatsoever on it. It's like a a bar owner kicking out people that are violating the the bar rules. That's it. And and you you agree that you'd like say with the cake bill the cake baker you have you believe they have the right to throw them out. See that's it's, it's, I'd say it's almost libertarian of you there. Well, uh, if any if anything, that's exactly what the Republicans wanted. That's what the conservatives wanted. They wanted business owners, businesses to be able to serve who they whoever they want to serve to work with whoever they want to work with, depending on whatever their values happen to be. So that's what they want. That's what Facebook's doing. I do see it as a business opportunity. Somebody's going to come along with a decentralized platform, something like Discord or something like that's going to open up and it's going to be a market for people. Um, I've read a lot of articles about it in general that, you know, just basically deplatforming somebody like that, especially like I said, somebody that hasn't made violent threats or something like that. Uh, it, it's kind of shitty. And I feel as though the Facebook's doing it more not out of their choice. I think they get strong-armed by the government a little bit. I mean, that's why that. I mean, there's that push from a lot of senators and Congress people and shit like that to uh, get rid of uh, uh, Section 230 or whatever the hell it's called. You know, that's basically the Internet freedom, uh, freedom of speech platform that keeps, like, Facebook from getting sued for somebody putting something up there that is is liable or something like that. You know, that... I don't believe that they should be sued because somebody else puts something up, you know, it's too much content for them to put up. And I had two posts in March, you know, they are in my inbox. I did get uh, texts about those and why they were taken down. And then lo and behold, they popped back up because they said they made a mistake. So when they got algorithms doing their testing for them and shit like that, a lot of people are getting kicked out who shouldn't be getting kicked out. And, you know, with the fact that Brennan comes out and says that, I mean, you, we'll talk about that in a second, but, you know, he lumped libertarians into a group with terrorists and fascists and racists and a bunch of other shit that is very unlibertarian. At the same time, we're getting kicked off. You know, I, I made, made it a point to get a lot of my friends on Facebook's phone numbers who are libertarian leaning so that we could stay in contact because I feared this was going to happen to me. And sure as shit, you know, I mean, like I said, I have been nothing but polite to people, even though they say terrible things to me online on a regular fucking basis. But I got kicked off, you know, uh, so it's very frustrating that I think I think government has has their hand in it, you know. Uh, but, yeah, again, they do. They, you know, businesses do have the right to do that. But I don't have to I don't ha I can agree with their right to do it, but I don't have to applaud them for their choice. Just like a cake baker who doesn't want to bake a cake for gay people. I can stand up for his right to do that, but I don't have to like the guy. I can still think he's a dick. So that's the way I feel about it. I mean, do you, like say say somebody like me, Fern, how do you feel about it? If I didn't say anything even remotely hostile, what do you think about somebody like me getting kicked off? Do you think it's as bad as what I think or am I blowing it out of proportion? Yes. To both. <laughs> that doesn't help uh, the conversation a goddamn bit, Fern. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you mean? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I. I don't think it's a social media conspiracy against the left or the right. 
or pro government or by the government. I, you know, it's it's just like what conservatives were saying under uh, Republican government. What six months ago, nine months ago, Facebook was deleting their posts when it was uh, Trump that was pushing and had a lot of influence, in fact, on on Facebook and social media. And he wielded Twitter to his advantage. I mean, I'm, I'm not. No, I don't feel bad for the for the for the right, and in fact, the conversation I think really should focus on the fact that social media has so much control over our, our lives and how we can say and what we can say, how many people can say it too, and what they do with your data and, and our data and how they sell it back to us, target us with with ads. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not on Facebook personally, or I mean, I, I have accounts, but I'm. I, rarely use social media specifically for for that reason for big yeah data. i don't think you've been on there since march have you uh maybe i've checked in march of last year but i, yeah, I, I remember you, you checked in a little bit i think you were watching some videos of what was going on with yeah. the protests matters. yep so i yeah so i'm not yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you see why like say like say a libertarian who we've already been pushed off the ballot uh you know uh, denigrated in the in the in the news on a regular fucking basis, um, you know, not allowed on debate stages and shit like that. Why it would be terribly irritating to somebody like me, who you know, when you try to organize and you try to do it in a peaceful way. Like I said, you know, the Libertarian Party is is the only party that I know of that has a non-aggression principle. You know, we 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 before you join the Libertarian Party, you have to agree. You know, there's there's people out there who are outside of the party who maybe identify as libertarian, but they're not part of the party. And there's some people who identify themselves as libertarians and they don't have a libertarian bone in their body. Um, so they have to agree to be to the non-aggression pact. And do they get their tinfoil hat at that point or? Well, why, why, why would having a non-aggression principle have a tinfoil? See that right there. Perfect <laughs> example. Perfect, perfect example. See, I, I hear that stuff all the time, you know, because because we're tinfoil hats. Because we I don't mean, want the government up up our ass. That was that was that was the. I don't know about now. I haven't looked into, it, but definitely that was definitely the um, the stereotype about libertarians, like five. To yeah, 10 yeah, years yeah. Ago. And we all know stereotypes are one hundred percent correct, right? Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was correct, but that was the stereotype. Oh yeah, no, dude, 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 dude I get stereotyped on there all the time i mean i'm on facebook and motherfuckers will say shit to me like oh libertarians believe this and i said you know you're talking to a libertarian don't tell me what i think you know if you have a if you if you want to have a conversation about that and why do you think this and you know things like that and, and by and large the majority of the, them are woefully incorrect and, and it's not just outrageously wrong you know just just like crazy shit you know, I want people to die. My politics means I want people to die. No, I just don't agree with the manner people want to do things. But that, you know, people straw man it and say, no, that means you want people to die. Uh, you know, all this kind of shit. And it's, it's frustrating when people are so close-minded that they just throw out tropes that they hear. Or one of my favorites is, oh, libertarians are just Republicans that smoke weed. I'm like, we want fucking open borders. We, you know, we, we want to end the war on drugs. We've been for marriage equality since way before either Republicans or Democrats could even ponder it. I mean, Obama was even against it at first. It's just not time and things like that. While they were saying that, 
We were fighting for that, for the ending the war on drugs. We want to stop bombing countries. Not one of those things sounds like a sounds like a Republican, you know. And for people to say that to me, and then you talk to a Republican and they act like I'm a liberal. And I'm like, I like, you know, uh, you know, we want a small, a small budget. You know, we want, uh, you know, we want, uh, you know, less taxes. Those are not liberal policies. And so we, we are just something different, but yeah, people just put us in this group. And then you have Jackass Brennan, who is a CIA director, former CIA director. Or, yeah, let, let's make that very clear. Former, former. CIA director, yeah, not, involved now, now, in the Biden, now, not involved in the current administration whatsoever. Yeah, not, not, not involved in the current administration, but we all know that they are still privy to all the information. They're, he's still part of that group yes. of CIA Again, not part, directors. Not, yes, yes, but not part of the current government. Right, he's not part of the current. But do you think? Do you so? You do you think he just made that up, or do you think what, he just went out too far? Wait, what did he say exactly? He said the well. You got you. You can pull up the quote probably better than me. I would just paraphrase it. But he said that the the Biden administration was going to, with laser precision, go after uh, small cell groups of people, such as you see in foreign nations like. Um, religious extremists, racists, um, I can't uh, fascists, and even including libertarians. Now, if that doesn't, I mean, it, as a libertarian, that shoots chills down my spine to hear can, somebody lump me can, in a fucking group. I can, especially, I can, I can read the quote exactly as it yes, is. Please do. And let me before I even read the quote, I'm going to describe the article, which is. The quote <laughs> that's all it is there's no context there is no further inclusion of any other quotes and of course it's reason and, and well it's it, 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 it appeared other places that was just the one yeah. i sent to you so here here it is and it's it is entirety it will take 10 seconds uh, the title of the quote-unquote article new administration quote moving in laser-like fashion and quote to uncover quote even libertarians in quote an unholy alliance end quote uh, so states former Obama administration CIA, CIA Brent, uh, director John Brennan. This was published on the 21st, a couple days ago. From his appearance on MSNBC yesterday, I quote from the transcript, we are now looking forward that the members, and, and that's exactly how it's written, we are now looking forward that the members of the Biden team who have been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas where they germinate in different parts of the country and they gain strength and it brings together an unholy alliance frequently of religious extremists authoritarians fascists bigots racists nativists even libertarians period so That's any it. mention of any mention of any left kind of groups in there or anything like that like say antifa no uh and would you would you feel comfortable if, say, the Trump administration had said that same quote, but put progressives in there instead of libertarians? If the Trump administration or 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 a former CIA director under Trump or under Bush or anybody else, would, how would you feel about them saying that about the group of people that you associate yourself with? I I would feel just like if it. Um... Like listening to a blowhard, basically. So you think that's just blowhardness? Well, first, yes. Second, the there is no other context beyond what that short blurb said. 
Well, I think that blurb is is it says enough. I mean, for especially since libertarians are given zero time on TV, zero time on TV. You know, may, yeah. maybe maybe once a month you might see a libertarian on TV. For people to have our name drugged through the dirt like that and associated with those, you know, is is horrifying. Period. I mean, to be put on that list and in that context is with, with limited context. I don't and care if it's limited, know, and and we don't know what else what else he was talking about. I mean, I think that's that's pretty fucking. I mean, regardless of what he said before that or yeah. after it. And that's a and it's a person who we may we don't know has anything to do with the current administration or what their plans are. But you do know that he has. Well, we do know he's he's a jackass. Uh, you do know that he does have uh, clearance because remember when when the, yeah, he one of the ones yeah. Trump was trying to take his clearance he, away. He, yeah, he can have clearance. It doesn't mean that he's the one that's making the moves or making the push. No, no, or, but I mean he 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 can be stating it. So yeah, he, he could he, be. Could yeah, he, he could be stating a fact that they are talking about. It doesn't mean that it has to be. come from them. And, and or he could just be mean, he could be besmirching the libertarian name, you know, in, in the process of it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm yeah, I don't think there's gonna be Antifa led camps for libertarians, nativists, extremists, terrorists, or whatever. I'm not worried. I'm, now you're okay, Sean. You're okay. We'll see not not in Facebook's eyes. And so how do you feel about the, the last post I put on Facebook before I got booted was obviously another reason uh, magazine article about how that they hope that the, uh, the capital city event or capital city, that sounds like so Superman, uh, the, the, the capital riots were, uh, were, we hope that they are not used as another nine 11 thing to further uh, the surveillance state and stuff like that. So we talked about that a little bit on Wednesday as well. Right. So that, you know, that was, that's, that's probably the post that got me booted. Uh, Cause like I said, that was the only post I posted that day. Um, so it's kind of, kind of unnerving. And then I was very happy to see that there was 135 um uh, organizations such as the ACLU, the NAACP, all came out against uh, any any furtherance of uh, laws being made to spy on Americans. Uh, Rashida Tlaib came out and said she doesn't want any. AOC came out and said that there's enough laws on the books that they can use. They don't need to further anything like that because, you know, they feel it will be used unjustly against, well, you know, in particular, people of uh, minorities. That's so, right. so I, I I hope that they don't. So, like I said, you know, it doesn't fill me full of confidence when you know you got former CIA director saying shit like that, and then you know the the head of our uh, the Mises Caucus is kicked off Facebook for life. You know, uh, you know because Facebook doesn't want you know section 230 taken out on them. So, you know, that, that stuff's really scary. It, it's it, at the very least, at the very, very, very least, it makes people scared to say what they want to say, whether it be, you know, unpopular and things like that. It, it has a chilling effect on free speech. So section 230 is, uh, or removing section 230 is a threat from the Republicans, not, or the Republican led government, the previous government, not, Democrats. 
Yeah, yeah. That, I, whoever wants it gone, they're they're fucked up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Facebook, that we sh- we can't say that Facebook is afraid of having their se- Section two thirty protections uh, removed because the Democrats are interested in doing that. Well, I hope I hope that I hope that that's I hope you were I, I hope you were right. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, they they haven't talked about removing their two thirty section two thirty protections. Good. You would only, know only more the, than I. Would it's it's only the Republicans that Trump specifically that wanted that gone. That's good. So I'd I'd like to have somebody on. Uh, I you know the you know somebody uh, somebody to talk about that whole thing and educate us all a little bit better about uh, two thirty because yeah it's it's one of those things like. Um, uh, you know, net neutrality. It's one of those things that's a little, a little tricky to, to, to really understand and stuff for some people. It'd be nice to have some people on talk about those kind of issues. But, yeah, you know, on, on having, it's Democrats that want to preserve it and, and Republicans want to have work to get rid of it. Uh huh. One of the things that I was really pleased to see is, you know, the progressives and libertarians can agree on some things. And, you know, that's why you and I can get along and have a fun podcast like this is I'm happy to see AOC say things like that. And, and Tlaib, uh, representative Tlaib say that. So, uh, I was pleased to hear that, that they, that they stood up for, uh, uh, people's rights and, you know, uh, not to have the government step in more. So, but scary time for a libertarian these days, I think. And and I hope you're right. Hope it's nothing, but you know, when one of our leaders is deplatformed permanently, that's kind of scary. Especially especially for my blind ass. You know, Facebook is one of those pl- platforms that actually works well for blind people. You know, all the all the uh, all the um, features for the most part work for somebody like me who uses voiceover uh, technology. Uh, I've tried out other ones and they don't all work so well. You know, I even looked at parlor and that's a goddamn mess. You know, it didn't work worth a shit. Uh, I was going to look at what's that other one. Wee wee or some shit like that. I was, I was going to try that one out, but I haven't tried it out yet. So sure. Well, I, I don't feel bad for the returns getting kicked off. I, I, there's very little sympathy, but I do hope you are able to get back on and that access for those with different capabilities, different abilities. Uh, yeah, the libertarians are definitely going to survive it. You know, we'll go to a decentralized platform. You know, we, we, we've been preparing for this for a while. Like I said, you know, I felt it coming my way, you know, because of the hate I've been getting. Uh, you, so you, we, we will you, weather the storm. You know, when, you, when, when, when adversity strikes, innovation saw, will be the key to success. So and, you did you know, expect the storm? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, and that's a, that's sorry, that's that's an obtuse reference to, or not not obtuse reference to QAnon and the storm they thought would. Be no, coming. no, no. I just see. I don't read that QAnon shit. I don't. I don't have any idea what the hell that is. What the hell they say? It's funny as fuck. <laughs> well, fill us in. Basically, uh, so for the last was since 2017, QAnon has been announcing or has been saying that they've been uh, they're. Uh, in the government, they know all the secrets of the government, and that Trump is, and one of those secrets is that Trump is leading uh, essentially a spiritual fight against the d- Democrat-led uh, power grab, and that includes some, some of their some of their more heinous acts include uh, cannibalism, uh, child molestation, and they do this all to get power uh, throughout the world, including Hollywood. And Trump was the leader of this movement against this cabal. And that on January twentieth, they would Trump would lead 
the arrest of the Bidens, the Obamas, and the Clintons, and have them arrested, uh, tried, and executed for all their crimes, and then Trump would continue to be the leader. And all this was called the storm. And so, storm, uh, and as we saw on January 20th, none of that happened. None of no, that happened. It, it didn't happen. You know, um, I don't know. I do believe that there is a big cabal of pedophiles around the earth, but I, I just, I don't believe, you know, obviously Jeffrey Epstein was a big part of that. You know, uh, the, the that jackass Prince Andrew and stuff like that. There obviously is those people out there. Do I do I feel as though that's what the whole thing is? No, I, I don't think Trump was on to any any anything. Uh, and uh, you know, and obviously, whatever they were thinking failed miserably. You know, so you know they 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 obviously should have thought things through a little fucking better before they fucking you know ran in the fucking capital. Uh, I know somebody. I mean, yeah, I just. Uh, it, it's fucking nuts. A lot of people think Antifa did it. And I was like, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Did, were you going to say that you know somebody that stormed the, the Capitol? No, 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 no. I don't know anybody that stormed the Capitol. No, well, I know the, I know there was a metal there. singer that did. But oh. I know people who say, I know people who think that it was Antifa who, 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 who started it. And, you know, all it takes is one knucklehead to start throwing shit and then everybody joins in. That's That's the way riots tend to start. You know, it takes one knucklehead and then somebody else gets brave. And, you know, you had people who, who without their mask on, you know, without a mask on or anything, storming in there, knowing that there's facial recognition technology, you know, even with masks, you know, and then they want to sit there and say, oh, God, this person's this, this person's that. They had somebody from West Virginia who was, who was a, a, a newly elected official who went in there. He was a Republican. He wasn't Antifa. You know, he was in there. Uh so it, 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 they're, they're, I don't know. It, it's all fucked up. Uh, but I will say, as a libertarian, we denounce fucking violence of any sort. We don't, we're not down with burning fucking down buildings. We're not with fucking, you know, trashing the fucking Capitol. You know, we, we believe in the First Amendment. Fucking we the people shall peacefully fucking assemble and air our goddamn grievances. And I got some fucking grievances. I'll tell you that. I, I just want to talk about Bernie's mittens. <laughs> yeah i hear people love him uh my my uh, my girlfriend claudia she said that there was a great meme of somebody put a a, a serape on uh on bernie and a, and a meme sitting there sleeping <laughs> yeah. he's such oh, a me- memeable individual yeah it's been it's been a gold mine for memes um but yeah. but, meme, but memes aside um i hope uh I would encourage everybody to get off Facebook. That, that's that's my only gripe. Just there's no need to be on Facebook. I think it's done more harm to American society than than we can t- actually totally assess. So th- that's my take on that. Well, yeah, if, if it's too bad people can't be more tolerant of people who think different. Everybody has to be a troll. There's too many fucking trolls out there. You can politely disagree with somebody. You don't have to fucking call them names. And you sure as shit don't have to try to force somebody to agree with you. Just you know, like Fernando, we don't we don't agree on everything, but you know we can still laugh and joke with each other and have a good time. You know, and that that's that's really what the world is. I mean, you're never going to fucking run into everybody that you that thinks the same. I mean, not even us libertarians all think alike. Hell, you know, um, Justin Amash was arguing with some libertarians online, and you know, our chair Angela McArdle said, "You're officially part of the libertarian movement now because you spent all day arguing with liber- other libertarians." 
I thought it was a funny joke because we do, we argue with each other about, you know, about how much government should we, you know, get rid of, you know, uh, who's the better libertarian, you know, so who, dislike, when, who dislikes government more. So when is the libertarian party going to move uh, completely to TikTok? Now, I'm sure they got some stuff on there already. So, I mean, that'd be cool to, to see the, I, I don't know, libertarian challenges, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. You know, actually, because we're t that's a good idea. I'll have to run that by at the next meeting. Yeah, because we're, we're looking at getting on different platforms. That's for sure. You know, I've actually got a group of people working on making videos for the party. Uh, hopefully, they're going to start that up in the next week or so. There so, yeah. On TikTok. Yeah, that'll be good. So, TikTok away, man. Yeah, then, then they'll say we're in bed with China then, for God's sake. So... Well, I think we beat that topic to death. You want to take a little break and come back and talk about the the new president of the United States? Yeah. Yes. That's All right. We'll be right back. And for freedom, you did fight. United, we will stand. Hi, this is Sean Osborne. I'd like to share something with you. I thought of a great idea of a way to give to charity without spending a dime. I recorded an album that benefits four different charities. The Wounded Warriors Project, the Fallen Firefighters Foundation, the Sea Shepherds, and Children's Hospital. It's a great way to give to charity without spending a dime. So the more you listen, the more you give. Now, back to the show. So we're back with uh, President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Robin fucking Ed. What the hell kind of name is that? That's, that's legit. I mean, if we had a president. I've never heard that name. I mean, had you heard Barack Hussein Obama before? <laughs> I've heard the name Hussein before. And it was funny because uh, uh, during one of the, the press thing, what are those press events called? Uh, wait, the pool, the press pools? What do you, what do you no, mean? no, the press. Uh, you know that thing, that that thing where they get around and crack jokes. Oh, um, yes, uh, the president, the reporters, the press club dinners. Oh shit! Per, yeah, uh, yeah, White House correspondence dinner. Of, yeah, correspondence dinner. Yeah. Uh, you know, Obama cracked a joke about you know his na middle name being Hussein. He goes, and the person who gave me that name never expected me to be running for president. <laughs> I thought, uh, you know, I got to give him credit. That's a goddamn good joke. Yes. They would have been mean if I said it, but he said it himself. So I can laugh with him at it. He said it himself. Yep. Yeah. And let, let me, let me go on record as saying, I don't fucking like Joe Biden's history and I don't like Camel Harris, but when they, if they do something that I agree with, I will give them credit for it. Just like I did with Trump, just like I did with, uh, with, um, uh, Obama. And I can't think of anything that I agreed with on Bush. So, uh, if, you know, if they do something I agree with, I will give them credit for it. You know, if they, if they come through and do good criminal justice reform, I'll have to, I'll have to give them credit for it. You know, I liked it when Obama 
uh, talked with the Cubans. I thought that was great. You know, open up talks with other countries. It's better to talk than to fight and put sanctions on people because sanctions all around are an act of war and they, they harm the people. They don't, they don't harm the government. It's the poor people who, who die and suffer because of uh, sanctions. So having said that, what do you got going on with the, with Mr. Biden? Uh, well, uh, first, it's probably going to be the, the most obvious comment or assessment from anybody. It's just, it's just, this is good to have an adult in the White House. That's the first thing. It's a, it's a really low bar, obviously. Um, but it was great to hear that in, in Trump's, in the, I'm sorry, in Biden's immigration speech, there was no mention of American carnage. That was, that was, that was refreshing to hear optimism and hope and American ideals. That was awesome. That, that I mean, again. Low bar that had to be uh, overcome by, by, the, by the next US president after Trump. So that was really good. I was also happy to see that none of uh, Biden's family members or friends or donors were part of the cabinet or his special uh, um, counselors or people that he would be consulting with regularly. That's, that was good. In fact, it was, <laughs> it was funny, but also refreshing to see that uh, Biden's, uh, one of Biden's daughters, I think, uh, relatives, uh, uh, maybe his daughter, said that she would not be working for Biden <laughs> or be working at the house. That was, that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah. apart from that, I'm just more senior, s- serious things, and I'm progressing from sillier to more serious things. Uh, just the fact that we also have the first African-American, first female, the first Asian-American vice president. That was pretty awesome. We also have. I, I'll say I, I, I am happy to see to see that, but uh, you know, so that people can feel uh, as part of the system. Yep. But you know, I'm you know same thing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not so much up on those firsts. You know, it doesn't doesn't necessarily impress me. It is. It is good for people that they have that. Like I'm not. I'm not pushing for the first blind president. You know, I do. It's not okay. a big issue for me. Okay. And we also had the first Latino senator from California, which which is really crazy to think that there was a first senator Latino. That is kind of crazy. I was kind of surprised about that. But yeah. the Senate is kind of more elitist, though. So, yeah. yeah. So shout out to Alex Padilla, who, who sued the Trump administration over 100 times. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. How many was he successful on? I'm not sure. But just the fact that uh, Trump knew that California would be up all over his ass the entire time that he was trying to do his crazy bullshit. It was a beautiful thing to see. In fact, in fact, the day before, uh, the last day before, last full day of Trump's presidency, Alex Padilla sued the Trump administration nine times, which is great. I think uh, I think China actually went after Trump now that he's out of office too. Okay, good, good. He he needs to be um, he's feel the full force of the American legal system for all the crimes that he committed. All right, uh, now moving on to the more serious things. It's just the the number of executive orders that Biden signed to undo Trump's damage. I mean, it was a beautiful thing to witness. It was a clear, clear denunciation of um, essentially the bullshit that Trump tried to do from the wall to DACA, to the Paris Climate Accord, to the WHO. I mean, it was just really a, a, a declaration of what American values should be. Um, it was a, a nod to the to the left, to progressives, uh, but more importantly, it was telling America that we intend to go in, in a better direction. Um, not necessarily always be right about where we should be going as a nation, but definitely with progressive and American values, moderately progressive values that uh, we're going to go 
in the right direction, sort of uh, like whether it was Obama, I think, or maybe Martin Luther King who said, the arc of history bends, uh, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. And that's, that's exactly what I saw over the last week. So what I hear Biden talking about is this unity. And, you know, they talk about American values. And you just said pushing progressive values, which, yeah. which I might add are not my values. So it's hard to unite people when you're pushing values that don't agree. I mean, that's not going to unite when, when it's all done by force, you know, and that that's a problem with progressivism I have is that you want to force your way of thinking down other people's throats um, as opposed to working for your own benefit in your own community. You want to impose those views upon others. And, you know, you take in consideration, they talk about, Oh, American values. Well, you think as though all Americans have the exact same values. You know, that's exactly what Trump said. That's what George Bush said is they were trying to get American values. Like when they went, you know, everybody should know that Fernie and I are both pro-choice people. Uh, whether we, whether, whatever we are, we are both pro-choice and a pro-life person has the values of that. They believe that that life is precious. They, you know, to them and their beliefs, that's what it is. So you can't say that you're standing up for everybody's values. You know, it's not just that American value. Um, and to, to, for them to sit there and say that makes me laugh because what a libertarian would say about that is what we need to do is get government out of the way so that we don't get in the way of progressive values and we don't get in the way of conservative and Christian values. We don't get in the way of atheist values because Bernie and I are both atheists and we, we have values on that sense, you know, that we are who we are. And we, you know, uh, I don't see progressives standing up for people's rights who they don't agree with no more than I see a lot of Christians standing up for people's rights that they don't agree with. And I will always stand up for people's rights that I don't agree with. Like I, I won't, you know, I, I think people have the right to be hateful. You know, if they want to be hateful, I, I hope they do it nice and loud so I can stay the fuck away from them and I don't have to associate with them uh, and things like that. So I don't necessarily know if what they're trying to do, whether it be good. I haven't, I, I haven't, I haven't heard one specific thing that you disagree with, with what Biden said or is planning to do. Huh? I, I haven't heard one specific thing that you're. Oh, well, you know me, I'm not a big fan of executive orders. Uh, in general, I, again, I'm not, uh, I'm not here. One, one, one thing that. You okay. Okay. So, so let me, let me tell you, I think the Paris Accord, cause you even said it, it's not a binding thing, right? That's right. So it's, it's, so you, you're just happy. He's virtue signaling. Basically not at we all. have to virtue signal that. Not at all. And then what is it? If it's not virtue signal, if it's not binding, then what the hell is it? It's an, it's an agreement that we're all making to the, the rest of the world, along with other countries. Not the rest of the world. China doesn't have to abide by it. So it's not yeah, the rest of the world. They, they, they don't. It's, a, it's 183 other nations, if I'm not mistaken. And we're all committing to uh, the government. I'm sorry, to the climate, and to the climate, to saving the climate and stopping climate, uh, the damage that humans have done to our climate. And you and I would have, and you and I would differ on how we do those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. But, but every, every country that signed onto this and let's just, and just to mention China, they're doing their own thing to make sure that they're improving the environment. They're not doing it through the, through the uh, Paris climate accord at all. They're doing it themselves. How about, 
how about this? If if part of what Biden wanted to do to uh, help out the climate, I think you and I could get a on. Let's let's go with what we agree on. Okay. If he stopped all all of the subsidies to the fossil fuel industries, the forty billion dollars that we give to the fossil fuel industries, that would do a lot towards climate change yeah. help, right? Yeah. So well, that's if he did that, I might believe that he really had had good faith in it. But if he's still going to sign off on forty billion dollars to the to the fossil fuel companies, he can take that virtue signaling and shove it up his ass because right. he's still giving them money, our money. Maybe, but the um, what he is saying is that America is committed to helping stop climate change. Uh, also, admitting that climate change is a real thing, and also saying that scientists. What scientists have been saying uh, after the last 20 years is absolutely right. So it, it's it's a huge statement to the world that we are taking this seriously, not like the previous administration. So, I mean, okay, what, what else do you disagree with? Uh, and I, I wouldn't say I disagree with DACA. Uh, you know, I, I as a libertarian, I would just make it, I think DACA should be irrelevant. I mean, I think somebody ought to be able to immigrate here easily. I think there ought to be an easy way for somebody from any country who wants to come here uh, to come here and work, live, and and have a great life. I don't think you should have to ask the government for permission in that sense. And it should, if if you do have to go through some sort of paperwork, it definitely shouldn't be expensive because it it, it holds down people from poorer countries like say Nicaragua or Mexico or El Salvador. Uh, you know, it holds them down and makes it more difficult for them to move here. Uh, I think people, you know, there's, there's libertarians that believe in borders, but, you know, say it should just be easy for people to cross them. Then there's some of us who are just straight up fucking borders are an evil fucking thing. So I think they don't, I I think, I think Democrats don't go quite far enough on, on, on immigration reform. Well, you'll, you'll love what Biden is doing compared to what the GOP is doing because he sent an immigration bill to Congress with that lines out a path to citizenship and it whittles it down to eight years. That's very See, that's, that's way too fucking long. I, I don't think it should take that fucking long. It's, it's that's a long remote. fucking time. It, it's way better than what we had before, which is... Yeah, uh, it, it's way better, but it's not enough. It's, yeah. it's just one of those it's, things, man. It's, it's, it's much that's, better. That's ludicrous. Good. Eight I'm fucking glad, years? I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we agree it's better. What else, what else do you disagree on? Uh, what was the other thing you said he's doing? Uh, WHO, he's also... I'm not a big fan of joining any war. organization like that. You know, okay. I'm not. I'm not a big Wait, fan of that. Okay. Last I checked, the WHO Why? gave us a hell of a lot of bad information at the beginning of this pandemic. Yeah, it's so a flaw, it's I'm a not flawed organization for sure. But it's a it's a worldwide organization that funds not only the research I, of uh, you, medications that can help a lot of that can help help solve and address a lot of the problems that affect a lot of poor nations. And probably the best thing about the WHO is that they take all this money from the rich nations and they use it to help uh, third world nations, I'm sorry, developing nations. That's probably the best, I mean, because they don't help us out. They don't help out the rich nations, they help out the poor nations. That's the, that's why they exist. Man, I, 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 think, I think things should be more charity driven as opposed to tax driven. That's where we differ on that. I mean, wait, wait, If people wanted wait, to donate wait, wait, to it, I mean, they could, how about this? Put a thing on the tax form that you want to donate to the WHO. That's exactly it. it, it that's aid. That's, a, <laughs> that's, that's how they're funded, through aid from different nations. 
Yeah, but is it through tax dollars or through uh, or what? Well, it is the American charity. Well, American tax dollars as given to charity. Yeah, see that that's the problem. I would rather I would rather my my tax dollars go to helping out, like say, you know, my local local area or 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 a disadvantaged area here, like in in East LA or something like that, as opposed to over there. For it's like it reminds me of that idea of you know, like if you're in a plane and the mask comes down, you got to put your own fucking mask on first. You got to worry about yourself, then you can help others out. Yep, you know, if, you, if you still got homeless people on the streets here, why are we spending money someplace else? <laughs> that doesn't huh? that doesn't work. That doesn't work. It, because it, it, the poor the the poor the poor neighborhoods aren't aren't going to be able to help themselves out if they don't have as much money, and the rich neighborhoods are going to be able to help themselves out because they have tons of money. No, you totally misunderstood what I was saying. I say we if if we're going to take money from the U.S. people. Yeah, we ought to be able to spend it at home, at, at areas, and you yeah, said local. Well, East yeah, LA, local, right. but 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 yeah, I said in in East LA. If you know, like, uh, if if people want to donate, I mean, instead of donating to the WHO, donate to the fucking neighborhoods in, in your own state that have problems. You know, donate right. to schools that don't have things. Donate, so donate there. So we're talking about state level. We're not talking about local neighborhood levels. No, 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 no. No, no. Like, like for example, okay. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to start this thing because over here we have the flat top. They're trying to develop it, um, and there's free market alternatives. That there's this place called Perk, P E R C dot org, uh-huh. and I want to see if I can get them involved. And uh, it's basically like a GoFundMe kind of thing, and and GoFundMe to buy the hilltop so that they don't develop it, if at all possible, if it's not too late already in, in the mix. Um, and it doesn't, doesn't mean just people in the neighborhood could, could donate to it. Anybody could see this and anybody that is green minded and wants to keep green areas in Los Angeles. Like say when we had that big butterfly migration came through here, it came right through my neighborhood and it came here because the hilltop is full of flowers. And, you know, if, if that hilltop's not there, you can't have that migration of butterflies to come through here. And, you know, butterflies are an endangered species you know a lot of butterflies are endangered species so i personally feel it's in all of our best interest and if we if we work together to fix what's closest to home and get that fixed first so that people have access to green spaces within walking distance of their houses and stuff like that these are important things you know and it's good for the climate and it's something that it's more more tangible because it's in your it's it's within your grasp to do it you know, when you send your money to the government and then your government sends it to the WHO, the WHO goes and spends it over someplace else, you don't know where that money's actually ending up, how much of it's getting wasted, how much of it's getting spent on bureaucracy in between there. You know, if you want to give to somebody in, 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 a, in a poor country like Nigeria or, or, or you know, someplace, someplace else in Africa that's really suffering like Uganda, uh, then send money through an organization there. Send it directly from you to there, so it doesn't have to go through all this bureaucracy and it gets wasted. You know that that that, uh, that to me is what kills US, me with it all. It's all the, the waste. US, the U.S. is the wealthiest nation in the history of the world. We can for walk, now. It's we not going to be for long. We we are and we have been and we and we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can multitask. We can help people abroad and we can help people abroad. Those are words, you know, no, that, I mean, they that's, sound that's nice. Little, that's literally what we can do. That's that, that, that's that's nice. You can't can, do it when you're that far in debt, my friend. We can. It's, it, 
we have been able to build in um, the most powerful nation, the most powerful army ever. We we're we're we our army is several times larger than the next few countries below us. Yes, uh, yeah. we can definitely afford it. We can definitely afford to help other people out. Rome once and, had the and, largest army on Earth, Earth too. Right, but the nowhere, Aztecs once nowhere, had, and the Incas once had the largest armies in their area too. And the Chinese once had one hell of a powerful army back in the, back back a long time ago, and then they fell hard, and now they're finally picking it up but, again. Though, but we can help the world. And you got to help yourself and, before you help the world. No, you can't. You, and the, if you're the richest guy in the neighborhood, you can definitely afford a feast every night and help to feed your neighbors. Pe- people so, who think like I can say people like you who think like you can definitely organize and send money and help people overseas. I agree with you. So the WHO. We, actually, we absolutely can. So rejoining the WHO, you disagree with, right? Okay. Is yeah. there so? Is there anything else you disagree with? I was now the other thing that 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 uh, struck me as hypocritical and funny was that you know Biden made his uh, mandate to wear masks on all federal property, and the same day he made the damn thing, he was running around without a mask. Him and his family. I know they tested, but that just goes to show, prove my point that we need more testing. I just thought it was because man, people crucified Trump up and down the the thing. He needs to lead by example and wear a mask. And as soon as he makes his damn mandate, he runs out and takes his mask off. I mean, what a bonehead! Okay, let's call let's call him a bonehead. But no, he, he's right. Everybody, um, if you can make a mandate for everybody, riding on planes, on airplanes, on buses, uh, everybody that works in federal buildings, uh, wear masks. Yeah, I probably, think the airlines could have done that themselves. Yeah, they could have. They didn't. That's why I don't fly. <laughs> no, that's why you need a federal mandate. So if you need to fly, you can feel safe flying. That's exactly why. That's exactly why. <laughs> oh man. So 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 what are the great things are you hoping out of the Biden? What what else am I hoping? Oh fuck. Um I am really, really hoping that we can improve on Obamacare and essentially have better care for all. I would love to be, to be able to see that. I would love to see Trump uh, be banned from holding public office ever, forever. That would be pretty awesome as well. In fact, I would love to be able to see Benghazi-style investigations on it so that way we can have uh, the Republicans be skewered for hours and hours at a time, especially Cruz and all the other Republicans that were pushing for this bullshit based on lies. Um, I would also love to see... Um, now, a little bit more critical note um, when it comes to the Democrats. I would love to see the leadership, maybe for both parties, but I'm more interested in, in the Democrats, the leadership of the Democratic Party, um, which is in their 70s, finally uh, choose to retire and let the younger blood um, take hold of the leadership. That's what I would like to see, because that's what we need. We need more liberal, more progressive, and younger blood um, leading the charge for progressive values, for American values, and for America, for the improvement of America. We can't. We can't Again, you, you say American America. values is if progressive values are American values. I mean, so you talk about health care for all. Remember. Freedom. We yeah. love freedom. We love freedom. I don't freedom. think so. I don't think you love freedom nearly as much as I do. I because mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to allow somebody to be different. You guys aren't. Wait, wait, see, wait. <laughs> do you see? The progressives are not tolerant. I don't, I don't do care see, what you say. Progressives wait, are not wait, tolerant people. Wait, do you see? Do you see the irony in lumping me in with all progressives who aren't tolerant? 
<laughs> no, but I'm just saying, you, you, you say progressive that? values. Do you see that? Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not painting. You know, I am bad. drinking arrogant bastard, you know, there's um, bastard in that word. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, good. So there is, there's plenty of, there's plenty of room for everybody. And I'm, I'm not sure how you can measure how much somebody loves freedom. I, I really don't how how that can be gauged, but we, but I can tell you, I love freedom. I enjoy the fact that we can say and do so many things here in this country. And Democrats aren't aren't writing any laws about what kind of freedoms you can't enjoy anymore. Um, we can talk about how the mask mandates can infringe on somebody's right. And within the first words out of my mouth, like would be that that's that's um, not right. <laughs> it's we're in a health public health emergency, and we have to take care of each other. And we can't just be worried about this mask feeling comfortable on my face. Dude, I, I, I was lucky enough to be able to buy N95 masks finally. And I wore one today for like 12 hours because of work and other things I was doing. And it's uncomfortable as fuck. It's incredibly uncomfortable, but it's not meant to be comfortable. It's meant to create a tight seal around your face so you can block out 95% of all particulate matter. So I actually it, find those it, to be more comfortable than the other ones. Okay, but, but the fact that now I have. I got that, a big nose freedom. though. My nose fits in them better. No, but the fact that I can now wear that <laughs> mask and be as comfortable as possible, or uncomfortable as possible, but be able to protect myself in it. I mean that that's that's a beautiful freedom I have, and but the fact that I can do that, and the fact that somebody would refuse to be able to protect themselves and other people around them, just boggles my mind, especially in the middle of a pandemic with four hundred thousand plus Americans dead i remember not a year ago talking about like i hope this the death toll doesn't go over twelve thousand. oh yeah yeah we were saying that yeah yeah and now we're looking at not even that year we haven't so like the fact that this is an extremely serious thing is lost on a lot of people and yeah. the fact that we have an american president now who's willing to say in very kind words fuckers we got to get our shit together and this means you wearing masks for a little bit for hundred days, hundred days, fuck. So, so if you you really believe that in a hundred days that would just COVID is just going to go away and it all be good? No, <laughs> I, wait. I really hope nobody seriously believes that. I really hope nobody. Yeah, because I mean, because because so then, do people take off their mask and they're like, see, I I think it's I think it's uh, naive to think throwing out a number like that on I'm asking you to do this for a hundred days is really naive because when the hundred days is over. And people are going to say, okay, we did what he said. We're going to go out and do our thing. And then they're going to go out and run amok. And then then shit's going to hit the fan. They're going to say, well, we did what he said. Look, it didn't do anything. So well, it is I gonna, think it, well, well, it is going to do something for sure. A hundred percent is going to do something. It's going to take the number of the number of cases, positive cases, number of deaths down. That's exactly what it's going to do. Is it going to get rid but of it? But it's not going to get rid of no. it. And if you don't no, get rid of it, it's not going to go away. It's not, and I don't, and I will. I'm willing to bet you a bottle of whiskey that Biden did not say if you if we wear a hundred day, hundred hundred days, if we wear a mask for hundred days, we are going to get rid of COVID forever. I don't think so. Well, I I just don't think everybody's going to do it, so it's not. It's 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 pointless. And then it, you know it, it isn't pointless. It isn't. It's 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 like we were talking about last week. We need mature, competent leadership making this a real thing and letting letting the government know and letting others in government know and letting the public know that we have to take this very seriously and it is not infringing upon people's constitutional rights to have to wear a face covering 
And now we're just hearing that with the new uh, variant of COVID-19, cloth masks, cloth masks aren't going to be anywhere near as effective as wearing surgical masks or N95s, which is, uh, which is crazy, which is crazy. Like for the last nine months, people have been getting by and wearing these cloth or some sort of fabric covering on their faces. And now that's not going to protect them anywhere near as well. And the people that are out there thinking they're complying with something, thinking they're at least protected because they got this this uh, uh, this leaf of their t-shirt cut off and over their faces, um, they're not going to be as safe anymore. So now back to the Medicare for all thing. See, I, that that's kind of a straw man kind of thing that when you say that, it's as if you guys are the only ones that care about people and that, you know, your way is the only way that, we could have this happen that we could have, you know, libertarians want people to be safe too, you know, and we just have a different route and the progressives want to take away our, our route we, to that. We, we don't, we don't, just want, we don't want just people to be safe. We want people to be healthy and not go bankrupt yeah. when they get sick through no fault of their own. And, and, and you believe that's the key to it is you believe that your way is best. And with, I believe that my way is best. But we have we have evidence. We have Canada, the UK, France, uh, Scandinavian countries. It's not just it's not just a, an idea that's been pulled out of the air. It's it's been put into practice in, in different countries, and we can do it. Country, keep in mind, but see, those countries are not the United States, for one thing. True, yeah. and they're not. I mean, Scandinavian countries have the population of Los Angeles County. I would say. If you wanted to have something like libertarians, there's libertarians that say we're not against government health care. Some of us. I mean, I'm, I'm against it. Uh, but you could have a government sponsored plan and have people who want to join it and not make it mandatory. I couldn't argue against that terribly. You know, it wouldn't be my first choice. But if you can make something that's not mandatory, then then it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that force issue of it. And see, that's what I'm talking about. If you guys want to unite people, you got to stop trying to force it on people who don't want to deal with that. Just, I mean, I use, I, I use the Amish as a perfect example of that. You know, why force that and the taxes and stuff on Amish people who are never, ever going to use that? You know, why, why would, why should they have to pay into something that has nothing to do with their life, their beliefs or anything else? And that's, that's where I run afoul with the progressive ideas is that it's all based on force as opposed to letting people choose how and how they deal with things i mean you see what i'm saying i mean i mean the government forcing people not to murder each other i mean we're not talking about murder see I that, mean, that that's called a red herring argument you're trying to change I mean, it i'm talking about I, mean, I, I am making extreme but i'm gonna walk it back event so so the, yes, we should we should definitely have the government make it illegal for people for anybody to kill anybody else. Right there, we go. We, That's we, fine. We, we, we agree that well, you know what? No, no, you know there are there are there are reasonable times that killing somebody, you know, when they break in your house or something like that, are not illegal. Right, but in general, but in general terms, it's it's not a good idea, and it shouldn't be illegal to kill somebody. Yeah, as, as I said, and, you know, libertarians and, are against violence. So and, we also, and we also now I got to reiterate that these days now at, at this point, we also have the idea that uh, people wearing people have to pay car insurance, right? Everybody that drives a car has to pay for car insurance. 
everybody that drives a car has to pay for car insurance. You can't, you are breaking the law if you don't have car insurance. For the, for the very reason, and, and this applies to medical insurance or, or Medicare for all for the same reason, which is that you may never get in a car accident, but by the fact that you are paying for car insurance, you're helping others that may get in a car accident who may crash into people that are not insured. You are putting money into a pool. Um, so at that one point, the fact that you may get into a car accident and it costs, let's say, over $100,000, you will be covered by this insurance company that's been collecting money from other people who haven't crashed, and it will protect you and your property. I would say the problem in your, your argument there is that with the progressive medical plan and Medicare for all, people who don't drive cars would have to pay car insurance as well. Yes, that's exactly how it works. Exactly. I don't drive a car. I'm not paying car insurance. Right, but it, but you will go to the doctor at some point. And and like I said, I, I should be able to have uh, uh, the option of how I want to do it, not and, Medicare for all. And you would wait. What like with Medicare for all, I, you can choose to the well Medicare with Medicare now. You can choose the doctor that you can go to. No, not necessarily. Yes, dude. I'm telling you, my mom. My I'm I'm not sure how how my with, mom within 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 a certain plan. Go. You, you can choose within a plan. Like one of my mom's doctors moved from one plan to another plan. So she lost her doctor. She couldn't keep going to that doctor. So no, it's not, it's not, you can't just go to any, they give you a list okay. of who you can go see. And if you my, my have mom, that certain plan, huh? My mom has Medicare and she can go to any doctor. I, I, I don't know what the hell plan she has. Cause that's not the way it is right, for a right, lot of it. Right. But so it's, it's not one way or the other is what I'm saying. You know, because because the fact is, you have to you have to deal. Like I like I said, you know, I think we had this conversation that you know my doc, my mom's doctor sent her to another doctor to get her blood drawn and a phlebotomist, and they sent her over there, sent her to somebody that didn't even take her insurance. So she went over there, went went through the whole trip to go over there and do it during a pandemic, and they wouldn't do it. So it's not it's it's not as easy as, as you would think. I mean, yeah. you can't just go any place. You can't I mean, go but, wherever you choose. I mean, my That's, my mom is, is able to, or at least maybe the network that she is in is wide yeah, enough within the network. Yeah, and and she. In, in other words, they give doctors. you a list of doctors that you can go to all of those doctors. Yeah, but it's and, still a list of doctors. There's, I mean, you know, it's as if the back in the day it was cheap enough to go to the doctor that before all this Medicare stuff, that you would go get a second opinion from another doctor. If they tell you, oh, we're gonna, we want you to have this surgery, you go, fuck, I don't want to have that surgery. I'm going to go get a second opinion. Yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's not as easy as that anymore to just go get second opinions. They're well, not going to approve uh, the going to different doctors. It's, it's, it's not as black and white as that. I mean, my mom can go get second opinions. She does get go, to go get second opinions. So it's, not, it's, so it's not, it's not it's not as black and white as as you're saying so medicare for all is not as is, is there, like a feature of medicare is not that you can't choose a doctor you can choose any doctor that they choose for you <laughs> that's wait, the wait. truth and i'm telling you it's not <laughs> that's exactly what i'm telling you that's exactly what i'm telling you <laughs> I don't know, man. So at I, the very, at the very yeah, least, I, you know, not, I'm very glad that you haven't run into any problems. Yeah, I'm very glad that you haven't run into problems. I mean, but I mean, we, I'm expressing, I'm expressing to you 
that I have run into those problems. Okay. And um, so it can't, so Medicare for all, at least in your experience, in my experience, it's not one way 100% of the time or or another 100% of the time. It sounds like your mom ran into good doctors and she hadn't had a problem. Yes, that's correct. Ah, that that's that's what I hear there. Not that Medi-Cal is so great. It's that she hasn't had a problem with it. Yet. But it's through Medicare. It's Medicare. It's, me, me, Medicare pays for her health. For for mm-hmm. every time she goes to the doctor, they never send her a bill. It's Medicare that's paying for all of this. Yeah. No deductibles. She does have a deductible. Absolutely. Yeah. So there. So what what uh, what else you hope for? Uh, okay. So Medicare for all. We talked about DACA. Um, I'm talking, um, criminal justice reform. Yes. And that is couched into one of the, one of the landmark things that Biden did do during his landmark. Absolutely. Which was to, to mention the words or the term white supremacy in his speech, which, which made a lot of sense, especially after the events of this past summer. So my, my hopes are, and this is, this is a really tough nut to crack. I mean, it's, it's like, Getting rid of systemic racism is going to take a lot of work, a lot of um, a lot of people to be able to admit to themselves that the organizations they're working in, that the work that they've done, uh, what they've believed in and done for the last 20, 30, 40 years in their professional careers has um, enforced and made it possible for people of color to be biased against or, or prejudiced against or be treated poorly because of the color. In the speech. war on drugs. Some libertarian as so, fuck. We own that, that. That's that's one that's one small sliver of it. You want know to have been nice? It's if he pardoned all those people that the the nonviolent people who are doing life for their third strike for drug offenses that he was so so uh so much a part of if he pardoned yeah, those yeah, people that, be, that'd be, that that'd should be, have been day fucking one that should have been the first fucking thing he did yeah, to show yeah, that he understands that. how badly he destroyed people's lives yes absolutely he can do that and but the bigger i don't question, think he will though oh, yeah you're probably right but the bigger question is over the next four years looking at every single facet of american society and determining the depth and breadth of systemic racism racism in those areas and it's going to take a lot to root all of it out but it's and if you, but if you're only looking at the racist aspects i think you're going to miss stuff because john lewis signed off on a lot of that stuff and you know that war on drugs had negative effects on the black community that somebody like john yeah. lewis who signed you're, off you're on right. it had no idea was going to happen you're, you're right the war on drugs is is has, has that of um racist overtly racist uh, tones overtones to it and but that's one small sliver of it systemic racism uh from redlining where people can live to how people receive medical care uh opportunities for work um, housing opportunities i mean it's just never ending unfortunately so having a president that's willing to talk about it and setting a lofty lofty ass goal to root out systemic racism that that's a wonderful thing and I, I can't i can't be too optimistic about it because this is america <laughs> and he is joe biden and she is kamala harris and they're fucking I mean, best i mean kamala <laughs> will do a lot more or just a, just by the sheer fact that she is there represents so much 
for us. So I would say just in the hopeful. just 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 superficial, and in, in in the sense of you know a little girl who's born today can look up there and have always lived in a world where there was a, a black woman could do that. I would say that's a positive thing for her, for, for, that's for cool. little black girls, little Asian girls that, that is positive. I can't, I can't huge, deny that. Huge, huge, huge. Representation does yeah. matter. And it's, it's unfortunate that it was her. I would have rather been somebody else, but you know, we get what well, we get. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure if there would have been anybody that would have uh, satisfied all libertarians. After all, libertarians are what, no, 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 from a libertarian aspect. I mean, she, Kamala Harris was the worst of the worst for me. I mean, I would have, I would have, shit, I would have rather seen uh, a million other people than her. You uh, know, you know what? I, I was thinking about that the other day because uh, Kamala and Biden really did go at it during the debates. Yeah. And the fact, the fact that he was willing to choose her, somebody that was, Go, who who really lit a fire under his ass and fucking criticized him to his face about about busing and during the civil rights? I think he did it despite that. I mean, he yeah, he did exactly. it because she was black. I mean, no, if there would have been he, another black woman up there, he, I'm sure he would have picked her over her. Well, no, he had plenty plenty of choices. He was looking at the mayor of Atlanta. He was looking yeah, at but she didn't have the name recognition Kamala Harris said. She Kamala Harris was on TV and the debates and everything uh, like that. She she had the right. name recognition. Right, exactly. So the most famous African American woman that criticized him publicly, uh, he chose her. I mean, that says a lot. That says a lot. So, <laughs> so and like I said, if they do something good, I'll give them credit for it. I'm just not going to hold my breath on it. And then we have Pete Buttigieg, first, uh, what is it? First gay department head for transportation. That's right. Beautiful, beautiful. And Janet Yellen, first female uh, secretary of the treasury. Fucking amazing. Fuck yeah. Breaking the fucking glass ceiling, dude. And and diversity fuck yeah this is exactly well, what uh, who's, who's the who's the who's the vice chair of uh health uh the the trans woman uh i'm not, I'm not sure rachel something uh sure. i heard a lot of people aren't too fond of her in pennsylvania because not not obviously not because of the trans issue because it has to do with the fact like with her her covid uh strategy she was another one of the hypocrites, from what I understand, that didn't follow. You know, she wanted people in the nursing homes while she pulled her mom out of the nursing home. Uh, while try something along that line. I didn't read enough on it to know, but I know there is a little contradiction there. But you know, for the trans people, it is nice that they can see see that that somebody yep. is there. I'll give them give them credit on that. But yep. you know, if, if it's people who are hypocrites, I'm going to call them out on their hypocrite. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to pull my punches. Just because and the shit, of anything, and yeah, in, in fact, I'll also say, and this is exactly what one of the, it's one of the more refreshing things that I heard during the first uh, press, a press secretary had a uh, press conference. One of the first things that she said, and which which was which is what I'm alluding to, is that regardless of who is in power, regardless of who is doing the talking, they're there to present the truth, and the American people. And these people work for the American people. We have the right to criticize them for everything that they do. Their ethnicities, their gender, their sexualities, those are not shields from criticism. 
So they, those are always things that we can look up to and and be glad that they're representing a different they're representing America. But if they do something that deserves to be criticized, the fact that they're Democrats is not going to um, it shouldn't mean that they're not going to be criticized. We should call it. We should call a bad move exactly what it is. True. And, so and, that, and that is an American value. So that that seems like that sounds like a, a pretty decent positive note for us to end on, wouldn't you think? Unless you had anything else to go for. Well, that's it, man. Wear your masks. That's all. <laughs> well, as, as 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 always, Fern, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, yeah. I look forward to the times when we can do our podcast in person, uh, and uh, that'll be fun. We need. To, we need. I know. I know. One of our. One of the. Uh, sad to hear. One of the. One of the breweries. We did one of our early podcasts. Dry River Brewing didn't make mm. it. They. They. They closed their doors. I like and I know that. that was one. That, one that you really liked because they had good sour beers. I did like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So they. They didn't make it. I'm hoping Indie Brewing pulls through. Uh, I, I. I hear. I hear tale that they're uh, one of their head brewers is a libertarian. So I got to go over there and. Uh, buy some of their beer and support indie brewing over here. And uh, where, where's indie brewing with the, the arts district, right? Yep. In the arts district. Yeah, so I, I, if you live in the LA area, go to the indie brewing and support indie brewing because they, uh, they, they got a libertarian brewer over there by God. So, so, so support them in spite of that, please. <laughs> and you know, Highland park brewery. That's another one of our favorites, you know, yeah. it's, it's a great place. So, so support your local breweries and, yeah. uh, and uh, we'll hopefully we'll all be uh, clinking some mugs here within the, the next few months. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening to a progressive and libertarian walk into a bar. We'll see you next time. <laughs>